Good morning to Jarada uh, Kalachandijam. Good morning to all the assembled devotees. And before we start, I'd like to say that all of you who have the utmost respect for the Srimad Bhagavatam and the scriptures, if you have phones that are on or you're waiting for messages, out of respect, please turn them off. We are coming to you today to continue reading the Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 8. Text 41, and we're visiting the prayers of Queen Kunti. And it's all leading to a very famous prayer by a most surrendered dear soul. And I'm sure all of us have at one point or another had a Queen Kunti prayer. Those Queen Kunti prayers are the ones that test us beyond belief to the point where we surrender and all we want is the Lord. And we have to come to understand that there is, that is all there is, really. Not depending on man any technology or any mechanism. All there is, is Krishna. So before we tap into our nectarian scriptures, we'd like to sing Jayarada Madhava. Jayaradamadhava Kunjavihari Jayaradamadhava Kunjavihari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Kiribaro Jari Jaya Gopi Janavalava Kiribaro Jari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jayarada Madhava Punjabihari Jaya Radham Harava Kunjabi Hari Jaya 
ಗಾಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಶಾನಿವಾರಿ ಗಾಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಶಾನಿವಾರಿ ಯಶೋರ ನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜ ಚರಂಜನ ಯಶೋರ ನಂಜನ ಬ್ರಜ ಚರಂಜನ ಚೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಚೀರಾವನಚಾರಿ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೆ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೆ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೆ ಹರೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಕವಚಿ ರಾಧಾ ಕವಚಿ ರಾಧೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧಾ ಕವಚಿ ರಾಧಾ ಕವಚಿ ರಾಧೆ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನಾಥ 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 ಜಯ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನಾಥ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ್ ಬಾಲದೇವ್ ಪಾಲದೇವ್ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ್ ಿಥಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿಬೋ 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 ನಿಥಾಯ ಗೋರೋ ಹರಿಬೋ ಹರಿಬೋ is not the lord most gloriously beautiful we can just sit here and meditate on him and all of his beautiful manifestations and leelas absolutely beautiful absolutely haven't seen you for a while prabhu welcome back or good to see you again and of course i'm most grateful for everyone that comes out in the morning it's not always easy i know what we're supposed to do we're supposed to get up early and 
all those good things, however, everybody's body, uh, our bodies are tuned in different ways, so the very fact that you're here is most, it, it most respected, my most humble obeisances. Okay, so text 41, Queen Kunti's prayers. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Gyanyana Tamarandasya Dananjanan Shalakaya Chakshunilitam Yena Tashmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobisham Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadanti Swapadandikam Vansha Kalpatrubias Chakripa Sandubia Eva Cha Patita Nam Pavanavio Vaishnavibya Namo Namaha Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadaraha Shivasadi Gora Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare I also pray that everyone that's come has come in the mood of hearing from the scriptures from their open hearts and maybe hearing what they've heard before but translating it mentally a little differently so that it has even more of an impact than it had the first time. So, I'm always offering my humble obeisances to my spiritual master who rescued this soul that was in so much nonsense and nescience. I owe my seva services to him who owes his service to Srila Prabhupada who just passes it up the line. And I pray that it is pure enough to offer to Lord Krishna. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Atabhivesha Vishvatman Vishvamilti Swakeshume Sneha Pasham Imam Chindi Vridam Padushi Vrishnishu Atabhivesha Vishvatman Vishvamilti Swakeshume Snehapasham imam chandi vridam padushi vrishni shu atavi vesha vishvatman vishvamyati swakeshu me snehapasham imam chandi 
Vridam Padushi Vrishnu Su. Would anyone like to tackle that? Ata Vivesha Vishvatman Vishvamirti Sarkeshu Me Mehapa Shami Mamjanti Vidam Pandushi Vishnishu Ata Vivesha Vishvatman Vishvamyati Swakeshu Me Nehapasham Imam Chande Vidam Pandushi Vishnushu Atavivesha Vishvatman Vishvamyati Swakeshu Me Nehapasham imam chandi. Vidam pandushi vrishnu shiu. Atavivesha vishvatman. Vishvamyoti svikeshu me. Nehapasham imam chandi. Vidam Pandushi Vishnu Shu. Atta, therefore, Vishva Isha, O Lord of the Universe, Vishva Adman, O Soul of the Universe, Vishva Merti, O personally, personality of the universal form, Personality of Swakeshu. Unto my own kinsmen. Nay, my. Sneha Pasham. High of affection. Imam. This. Chindi. Cut off. Vridam. Deep. Pandushu. For the Pandavas, Vrishni Shu. For the Vrishnis also, the translation here is, O Lord of the Universe, Soul of the Universe, O Personality of the Form of the Universe, please, therefore, Sever my tie of affection for my kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vrishnis. The purport? A pure devotee of the Lord is ashamed to ask anything in self-interest from the Lord. But the householders are sometimes obliged to ask favors from the Lord, being bound by the tie of family affection. Vimati Kunti Devi was conscious of this fact, and therefore she prayed to the Lord to cut off the affectionate tie from her own kinsmen, the Pandavas and the Vrishnis. 
The Pandavas are her own sons, and the Vrishnis are the members of her paternal family. Krishna was equally related to both the families. Both the families required the Lord's help because both were dependent devotees of the Lord. Srimati Kunti Devi wished Sri Krishna to remain with her sons, the Pandavas. But by doing so, her paternal house would be bereft of the benefit. All these partialities trouble the mind of Kunti. And therefore she desired to cut off the affectionate tie. A pure devotee cuts off the limited ties of affection for his family and widens his activities of devotional service for all forgotten souls. The typical example is the band of six Goswamis who followed the path of Lord Chaitanya. All of them belong to the most enlightened and cultured rich families of the higher castes. But for the benefit of the mass of population, they left their comfortable homes and became mendicants. To cut off all family affection means to broaden the field of activities. Without doing this, no one can be qualified as a brahmana, a king, a public leader, or a devotee of the Lord. The personality of Godhead as an ideal king showed this by example. Sri Ramachandra cut off the tie of affection for his beloved wife to manifest the qualities of an ideal king. Such personalities as a brahmana, a devotee, a king or public leader must be very broad-minded in discharging their respective duties. Srimad Kunti Devi was conscious of this fact and being weak, she prayed to be free from such bondage of family affection. The Lord is addressed as the Lord of the universe or the Lord of the universal mind, indicating his all-powerful ability to cut the hard knot of family affection. Therefore, it is sometimes experienced that the Lord, out of his special mercy, I'm sorry, the Lord, out of his special affinity towards a weak devotee, breaks the family affection by force of circumstances arranged by his powerful energy. By doing so, he causes the devotee to become completely dependent on him and thus clears the path for his going back to Godhead.
I must say that at the time Srila Prabhupada came, initially in 1965, um, I was not around to have his association. Um, and probably it would have been a little difficult because the devotees or his disciples at that time took seriously to heart the cutting of ties with family. Now, to the degree to which they did that, who can say? What I can say now is that we understand, according to time, place, and circumstances, to what degree we need to cut ties with family. That doesn't mean that we just dismiss them completely. To be loved and to love someone, to have affection for someone, is a natural feeling. It is ours. We own it. We own it. But to the degree that you place family above the Lord, that's a problem. Because in actuality, the Lord should be the center of your universe, thereby everything else revolving around him. And that being the case, with everything evolving around him, it is all good. It is perfectly good. Even it mentions, mentions Lord Ram, who not only left his family palace because of some, and he would consider minor, uh, disagreement with one of his father's wives. Initially, his father was going to leave him the kingdom. And because the father had promised one of the wives a blessing, not so much a blessing, but if there was a point where she needed something, she could pick her own time to ask him for it. Long story, what was it? Benediction, thank you so much. Yes, that benediction. So instead of her accepting the fact that uh, Ramachandra's father wanted to give him the kingdom, she asked for the benediction of him giving it to her son, Ramachandra, in all the manifestations of the Lord left for the forest and eventually Ram did have to leave Sita in a most protected place while he facilitated his responsibility as the king and as he dealt with Ravana. Now, I don't know how many of you have gone to the place where Ram kept Sita sheltered in India but it is a most unique place. Now, you would imagine Sita must have been small, but then at that time, everyone was huge. In this cave that Lord Ram had created for Sita, 
initially, it should have only been large enough for Sita to go down. So they allowed some of the, uh, those that were um, traveling to see the highlights in India, the spiritual places, they allowed us to go in it. And I don't swear. But I swear, I thought I was not going to make it down the hole because you, it was like this big. What to say of my head getting through and the shoulders. But you had to have some special mercy from the Lord to go through to the bottom of that cave. And when you went inside, you understood how magnificent the Lord's power is to have something so tightly secured for his Sita. There are just so many magnificent places around the world where the Lord has been. But I just happen to remember going to this place and feeling like it was like no other. Or like some of the other ones that were spiritual places where the Lord had been. But I digress. I'm getting off track. The point is, you will find throughout the scriptures that many spirit souls, many people, in order to perform their service for the Lord, had to leave family, friends, to perform this particular service. Even Buddha, who came from a highly, a very wealthy family, was privileged. But he wanted to see what was outside the palace. So he had an opportunity, he took an opportunity to go outside the palace. And he was grieved by the way those that were poor, the most unfortunate of those, were dealing with life around the world outside of his palace because he imagined everyone lived like him. And because his heart was so taken by the miseries that these individuals were suffering, he chose to leave his family, and he went on to perform the pastimes as Lord Buddha. And we're talking about instances where people have had to live, leave their loved ones. And you'll find, really, that you don't really leave the loved ones. But going on, let's speak of Srila Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada was born in 1896. He met his spiritual master in 1922. He was encouraged to seek the Krishna consciousness, to spread it, Ten years later, 1932, he took Diksha from his spiritual master, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. At that age, he was 36. Ten years ago, he had met his spiritual master. Ten years later, he took initiation, changed his name, went on a spiritual journey. He was asked by his spiritual master to take this Krishna consciousness 
to the West because one of the reasons is that it was not being respected and honored in the way that it should have been honored in India. It really should have. So in 1950, Srila Prabhupada takes sannyas. He leaves the family. Now let's think, all this time he was with family. 1950, at the age of what, 54, he left his family and went to Vrindavan to live there for a while in India, outside of Mathura. And 15 years from that time, he got on a boat and he sailed to America to spread the Krishna consciousness movement, to preach, to share it with the world. Now, I'm using him as an example because, first of all, he's a perfect example. He's a very unique individual. And it wouldn't be wise for any of us to think that we're like Srila Prabhupada. He was a very special soul. And I'm saying in using Srila Prabhupada as an example because he took his time. He had a family. He was a grihasta. He had family. And he tried to the best of his ability to raise a Krishna conscious family. But the understanding was his wife was not in full agreement. However, he stayed as long as he could. And at the age of 54, he decided it was time to really take Krishna conscious seriously. I'm saying that to say, none of us should imagine that we can wait like Srila Prabhupada. Take our time with family and friends and just, you know, kind of enjoy, enjoy, and get to the point where we're midway through life or half dead. And then we can go, oh, now I'll give you my attention. We may not have that time. We're living in a world where, even before the pandemic, babies, children were being taken. Their lives were being taken in the womb. Some never made it out of the womb with a heartbeat. I'm saying that to say there is no guarantee at any particular age that you can live a certain time to do this or do that. You don't bargain with the Lord. You don't barter with the Lord. He's not a deal maker. Point I'm making is when you have the opportunity to hear from the scriptures and all of the scriptures, you will hear repetition over and over again, something said in a different way, depending on your mindset, Something said in a way that you could understand at another point in time. Something similar that is said that you could understand. But the point is always the Lord, Krishna, who has many, many names, is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is the omnipotent, the ultimate truth. All that there is, he is. You're hearing this constantly. And at some point, when we are given the intelligence or we are allowed to use our intelligence, 
we should take shelter of the scriptures. We should understand that this is our time to find out why are we here, why are we on this earth, and just to really sum it up for those that have always wondered, why am I here? What is this world about? What am I supposed to do? You are here because you were once in your own home, in the spiritual world with the Lord. You had everything. Anything that you could imagine you wanted, it was there. However, some souls wanted to enjoy as much as Krishna enjoyed, meaning Krishna is being served in the spiritual world. And that is our position. We are servants of the servants, of the servant of the Lord. Ultimately, we are serving Krishna. We are serving Krishna because he is the giver. He is the receiver. He is everything that we are. He has taken care of us lifetime after lifetime, not to say that we were just born. He has always existed. We have always existed with him. We have to come to a point in this material world that was manifested for us to enjoy, like we thought Krishna was enjoying. We have to play out whatever our issues are. Play them out before we enter back into the kingdom of the Lord. Because we have to understand that there is only one God. And we can't be him. It is marked and mentioned in the scriptures the signs that are on the feet of the Lord. So while there are many people out there in different countries proclaiming to be the Lord, look for the signs on their feet. I don't mean signs that you can paste on the bottom of your foot. He has distinct signs on his feet. It is important to put your focus on the Lord because he is, what is that old saying? He is your salvation from the Christian scriptures, I remember. They were always singing, and that was my background too. I started out as a Baptist or a Christian. I'm not sure, is it the same Christian, Baptist? But I started out like that, and the songs were always of the Lord. It's he is my salvation. Let's see, it's I find no fault in him. He is perfect and complete. And he is so powerful that if he can take a sparrow, what is it, his eye is on the sparrow, if he can give attention to the sparrow, what makes you think that he can't give even more attention to you? What makes you think that you have not been taken care of by the Lord? What makes you think that you are not loved unconditionally by the Lord? Sometimes we have to go through challenges. Sometimes we think that our backup is our family. If any of you are living in, well, of course you're living, but if any of you are around your families often, you'll know sometimes that those that are closest to you disappoint you. Disappoint you to the point where it's like dagger in the heart. 
there's a reason why you should keep a little distance with family and friends because our minds get, get so wrapped up and we'll think they're the all in all that we forget who is our source of everything. If you walk away with anything, if you walk away with any point of understanding, understand that, and Prabhu, if you could tone that down a bit, that's so. Understand that Krishna wants to give to you whatever it is you need, more than you need it, more than you want it. He is just there, waiting. And he's like the faithful, the loving father, the loving mother, who's waiting for her child to say, I need, I, I, I need help. He is there for you. Now, not to say that he is part, he's, he's discriminating against anyone, but for those that are giving the most attention, those that have the most need, he's there for you. Those that think that they can do everything by themselves, he steps back and he allows you free will. You have the free will to decide what type of life you want to live. You have all the facilities in the material world to live it. You have all the facilities to live it until you die, and then if you're lucky enough, you take another body, not necessarily a human body, and you play out all of your desires until you understand the only main desire is to serve the Lord, who is the ultimate lover, who is the ultimate caregiver, who is the ultimate protector, he is all in all, everything. So because he is that, and because there are so many distractions in the world and around the universe, it's important that we focus on what is important to us. Not that family is not important. Family is important to a degree, to a degree. What I have found out is that the things that I used to do with family that I thought were important are not as important as I thought they were. Instead, I would come to the temple and I would serve Krishna. Like the family picnics, they were fine, but what they ended up doing was some relative is arguing with another relative. Somebody's bringing up something from the past. Um, there may be some intoxicants involved. And long story short, we end up having not such a pleasant picnic or not such a pleasant gathering as opposed to me being in the association of devotees in the presence of the Lord and really enjoying the way one should enjoy. Sometimes we have to realize that we have to keep our hearing sharp to hear when the Lord is calling us. And he calls us in many different ways. And he gets our attention in many different ways. In some ways, there's a catastrophe. In some ways, it's like you're backed up against the wall and there's no breathing space and there's nowhere to go. And it's like, what do I do? Well, see, that's the point at which the Lord has your attention. 
not because he dislikes you, but because he knows that we are all not intelligent enough to come to him. You will notice that as you take more shelter of the Lord, you will have more stumbling blocks along the way. But you will have more help than you've ever had in your life because along with those stumbling blocks are the hands of the Lord that are on you at all times and protecting you at all times. I remember briefly as a young girl growing up, always hearing the call of someone else, always thinking, uh, I don't know if I belong to this family. I think when I hit biology in school, I told my parents, uh, you need to get a biology test. You, I, I want my blood tested. I don't think I'm part of this family. <laughs> That's how bold I was. You know, it was like they had this mindset and I had this mindset. And it's like it didn't click. So this is how I was growing up, rebel. I think that's how they thought I was. But I kept feeling the sound and hearing the sound of a different drummer. And ultimately, I ended up uh, probably going toe-to-toe with my father, who was a military man, but it didn't matter. The point is, I didn't think I belonged there. I felt another calling. I didn't quite know what it was at the time. So my father facilitated my freedom by telling me to leave the house. Didn't faze me at all. Young person, young kid. Uh, fortunately, there was family around, so I didn't have any problems. But the point was I kept hearing a different calling. And from that point to now, I didn't realize that that real calling was to be in the association of devotees, to be in a position to learn more about my true father, to find out about my true family, and to understand that in the process, I didn't really give up anything. The Lord is where he's always been protecting everyone, so I didn't have to worry about him looking out for my mother or father or or or, or sister or or child as long as i was in his care i felt everything else was taken care of and it was it was i'm saying that to say that mother kunti understood that if she were able to kind of drop the feelings or let go of the feelings of family. She could maybe focus more on the Lord or have the Lord's association more with her. And in essence, what that means to me is that she wanted her focus on the Lord completely. No family ties, no nothing. And again, I'll mention, we're not saying completely cut off all family ties. As I said, there is always an eternal need to love and to be loved and to care for someone. It will always be there. But the point is you need to focus your attention on what's important. And when you understand who God is, who Krishna is, in addition to all of his unlimited names, when you understand that his home and where he resides in Krishna Loka was your home. When you understand that all of this is like a temporary dream, 
that you're in, when you realize all of this, you can drop your guard. You can drop all the, the pretentious relationships that you have. All of the things that you thought brought you joy actually brought you pain. I cannot think of anything now that I could go back and do that could bring me more joy than when I'm doing service for the Lord, when I'm feeling the Lord's presence at home or in the temple or in another dom. These are the highlights of my life. Mother Kunti realized that if family were her main focus, she might forget about the Lord. Now, that's a roundabout way of putting it, but she wanted her attention focused solely on Krishna. She wanted his association. And that's what this prayer was about. There are many instances where people, where jivas, have realized that their focus is how they say out of whack. It's, it's, their focus is not proper. The last thing that I, I wanted to mention was the, um, who was this father who was on his deathbed? And he had an opportunity initially to be a very great soul, but he took the association of a woman of the evening and he brought her into his home and he lived in that mood until it was time for him to leave his body. And at that point, he wasn't worshiping the Lord. He wasn't even caring about the Lord, but he started out as a really good devotee. And I'm trying to remember the name of, was it Ajamil? Thank you, Prabhu. Ajamil. Ajamil, at the time of death, all he could think about was his youngest son. Fortunately, he named his youngest son Narayana. That's who he was calling on his deathbed. And at that point, when he was calling on Narayana, the Lord sent his representatives to save Ajamil from the darkest depths of his fatality. From the, um, oh gosh, what did they call Avadudas, thank you, Prabhu. Yeah. To save him. The point is, if not now, when do you take the shelter of the Lord? What do you wait for to be that prime, primo moment where it's, okay, Lord, I want to follow you now, or I got this. I need to follow you, Lord, because from what I'm reading and hearing and seeing, you are the one that loves me more than anyone else. You have never disappointed me like anyone else in my life has disappointed me. You are the ultimate father, the ultimate mother, the ultimate friend, lover. You love me. You care for me. When do we wait for that moment, that realization? Do we wait until we're on our deathbeds? Do we wait until we're in this accident? And if we're lucky enough, we'll say, Hare Krishna at that time. There's no guarantee. When you're in full consciousness, 
and your mind is lucid, take that opportunity to find out a little bit more about the Lord, to develop a relationship with the Lord. We don't know each other personally, but take me on this word that when you try to do the best you can to be a devotee, when you take diksha from a bona fide spiritual master, when you have just an ounce of faith, or maybe a little bit, what is it, the size of a mustard seed, Krishna sees it if nobody else sees it. When you have that type of faith, that's when you will begin to understand that your home is with Krishna. All the other things that you imagine you could do, you could do it better with Krishna. There are so many different ways to say this. And I have so many ideas going on in my head. And I'm always writing what I'm going to speak of. And I very rarely use what I speak of. But the point is, Mother Kunti's prayer is a very sincere prayer. It's a selfless prayer. And to the understanding of most, it does not say don't care for your family or don't love your family. What I'm getting is don't have your family in such a position that they outshine the Lord. Nothing can outshine the Lord. Take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead because when you do, he does everything else for you. He takes care of that family that you're concerned about. He takes care of your wants and needs and everyone else's. In relationships, in families, in businesses, wherever you are, put Krishna in the center and watch how everything else manifests around him. It's always a good position to have in him in that position. So, um, ending up with the translation again, where Mother Kunti is asking Krishna to sever the ties. And that's a heavy prayer, Mother Kunti's prayer. O Lord of the universe, soul of the universe, O personality of the form of the universe, please, therefore, sever my tie of affection for my kinsmen, the Pandavas, and the Vrishnis. And as we read on, we'll get more depth to her prayer. But we should all be so fortunate as to put our lives, our families on the line to readjust their position and put Krishna in that position. Amazing things will happen when you start to do that. But do it because you want to do it, not because you want something in return. Do it because it's the right thing to do. And as you do the right things, Krishna will show you wonderful things in the meantime. You'll see so many wonderful things that he's doing, but from time to time you have to be still to hear him and see him. Take advantage of it. During this pandemic, it's a perfect time. Perfect time to be a devotee. Perfect time to stop. Smell the roses. Smell the opportunity. 
read more. We need to read more Srila Prabhupada's books. We need to sharpen our association. If we don't have proper association, pray to Krishna. He'll bring the right person, the right association to you. Continue the chanting. It should have even more effect now during this temporary crisis. And whenever you have the opportunity by way of network, by way of Zoom, which I'm not really crazy about because Zoom is not me touching you, but when you have the opportunity to hear a guru or sannyasi or learned soul speak, take advantage of that. Now is a fantastic time to do it. So I'll end at this point, and if there are any comments or questions, feel free to share them. Yes, Mr. Bhagavan. We live in a Grihastra community here. Most of the devotees in Radhakala Chanji Dham are either married or they like to be married. And whenever something like this comes up in the Bhagavatam about cutting off attachment to family members or leaving the home and having to go and become renounced, those, uh, it's, it's always dismissed and they just say, well, my, my devote, my family members, they go to Arctic sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, we don't get the, if there's a benefit to, to cutting off family affection, it, it usually doesn't reach most of us who are, who have no intention of, of uh, cutting off a of family affection. <laughs> But we see that Kunti Devi, she, her, all, all of her family members are devotees. And she wants to cut off this family affection. And, um, I got something from her. Just got some, a quote from Tamal Krishna Goswami from one of his disciples in Mayabur, Hayagriva Prabhu. It just happened to come my way this morning. But Tamal Krishna Maharaj says, oh, it's actually a quote from Prabhupada. If you don't become servant of Krishna, then you become servant of your wife, your children, your relative, your country, your nation, and your dog. So Prabhupada's saying that, uh, A Krishna or a servant of, a, of of these other people. Mm-hmm. So how how can we understand that? Like the is you know nobody wants to give up the service to their dog. They love their dog. The dog loves them. Why why would we have to give give up all of our attachment to cut these attachments to, of affection for our our family members and our pets and our country, you know, to serve Krishna. Why can't we just serve Krishna and then love everybody else at the same time? Good point. Good point. And I'll probably step on some toes when I say this, but when I was growing up, I loved 
animals. Loved them. Liked them a lot. But I'm not going to tell you as a devotee that I love my dog so much that I am going to put my dog above Krishna. I'm not going to put my dog above Krishna. I am not going to put... uh, this point, this is a very heavy position to be in, but to say that I would not put my children above Krishna. Because when you really understand Krishna and the relationship we can have with him, when you have Krishna above everything else, everything else is encompassed, is taken in, consideration is taken for all of them, for the dog that you love, for the family member that you love that you think should be as important as Krishna. None of them can give you what Krishna can give you, salvation. None of them, no family member can take care of you like Krishna. What was it? There used to be a song, nobody can love you like I do. Nobody can love you like Krishna does. No one, no one will sacrifice for you and give like Krishna gives. No one. That's where you really have to put your intelligence in check. Anytime you think that somebody else is giving you more than Krishna, and you use the example of the dog, um, I'd have to say you you would need to revisit your intelligence because that is not, I mean that in the very nicest way, but you have to realize that there is nothing more important, nothing in the universes, anywhere, that's more important than the Lord. Nothing. And there's this one couple of years, no, about 10, 15 years ago, there was a uh, uh, Srila Prabhupada disciple that was going around, and he had this song that he made up. And I think it ended up like saying, the name of Sri Hari is all that can be, or the name of Krishna is all there is. And that was kind of his, his, uh, his mantra. And what he was really saying is you have to come to the understanding that Krishna is all that there is, all that you need, all that you need. I have these stray cats, that we have these stray cats in the neighborhood. Who's feeding them? Whatever the point is, Krishna's making sure they're taken care of. The birds, he's been taking care of us lifetime after lifetime. And the more we bring these industrial buildings and technology and the world, the more fallen we become, because we should be living in such a way that it's simple living and high thinking, and we should be in the mode of self-sufficiency, because if you don't notice it now, the things that we trusted ourselves in eating and consuming, we're finding out they weren't so safe before, and that was Srila Prabhupada's mood, self-sufficiency. We should delve into that even more so. Start looking for new ways to heat the house. We sure should have known that in February when we had no power, when there was no power 
Now I'm seriously looking for what do we use as backup? There has to be some backup that we use because you can no longer count on this technology any longer. It will falter because man has created it and man is imperfect. Pray to Krishna. Make Krishna the center of your lives. Serve him. Serve a devotee who serves him. Because in actuality, he needs absolutely nothing from us. But serve someone. You'll find out it's a very good feeling to do something for someone. And it's in the mindset that you don't need anything. You just want to serve them. That's the mood that we should have because that's how Krishna feels about us. He loves us so much that he patiently waits for us to come to him. That's a good question. Any anyone any other questions or comments? It depends on how off topic it is. Well, I'll start tapping if it's off tap. If it's off, <laughs> I'll start tapping. <laughs> yes, Prabhu. Oh, so the question is: um, this is a personal question. Can mm-hmm. I ask a personal question also? We'll see. Go ahead. Um, we, we see we're experiencing that as these great personalities who are spiritual masters are leaving the planet, mm-hmm. that the disciples have different um, faltering sometimes in their ability to maintain yes. sufficient enthusiasm. Yes. So I'm asking this question to you as a disciple of Bhaktivedanta Swami. Um, how have you been able to? work with that whole thing and keep yourself very mm. highly afloat as you seem like you're doing very well. Oh, God. Well, you know, uh, in the scheme of things, and I'm sure that whatever has happened in my life, Krishna has a hand in it. Guru has a hand in it for sure. But I was placed in a position, especially when his Holiness Bhakti Tirta Swami was alive, and even as he was leaving his body, I was placed in the position where it was just me, and I was in a position of responsibility, and I had no one else to rely on except this person that my my brother-in-law was telling me about, Krishna. I didn't know, but I knew at that time, I mean, it was perfect timing, perfect timing, Going through a, a very unpleasant relationship and being the becoming the head of the household, I was desperate. So Krishna arranged that my uh, relative who lived in uh, Maryland come to, they moved to Michigan, and they invited us to the temple. Timing is everything. It was perfect. And first of all, I fought it because I was independent. It's like, I, I'm not looking for anything. And even on his deathbed, my brother-in-law was saying, you know, you were really looking for this. And ultimately I was because Krishna had me in a position where I couldn't depend on anybody else but him. And any time I tried to depend on anybody, immediately he showed me, this is not the right person to depend on, to the point where Things were being taken away from me. Family members, you know, the ones that you can count on, gone. Um, health, 
depending on where I centered my attention, my health was faltering because my attention was in the wrong place. I was in a desperate mood. Bhakti Tirta Swami saw it, and he handled it with the utmost uh, diplomacy, uh, very firm, very strong individual, and he can chastise in a minute. But he saw each and every one of us as Srila Prabhupada saw his disciples. He knew what you needed, and he put you in a position where you learned about the things that you need and you worked on them. I was in a position of desperation, and I had no other alternative but to try out this Krishna. And the, what you find out is when you start believing in him and trusting him, him, he'll start to show you things. If you're really giving him attention, he'll start to show you things that let you know he's got a hand in this or he's controlling a situation or he saved you from a situation. Anytime a bullet can come through the first floor window of your home and you're sitting there where that bullet would be coming and that bullet hits glass and climbs up to the top floor window and goes in, don't tell me there's not a God. The house is made of brick. The bullet came through. There was a situation where I discovered things about my employer and they thought I would be a whistleblower. Well, you know, Krishna handled all that. I didn't know at the time, but a bullet comes to the house. And fortunately, I was not sitting where I always sit. But instead, how do you explain a bullet climbing glass? Because you saw it hitting the, you, when we went outside eventually, you could see the little impact of the bullet hitting the glass. And it climbed all the way up to the second floor bedroom and it went into the ceiling. Now don't tell me there's not a God anywhere. Because I'll argue with you any day of the week and tell you, yeah, there is. And if you notice it, he is always doing something for you. You just have to open your eyes and give him your attention. And he will always give you more than you think you're giving him because the Lord will not be outdone. He will never be outdone. But all you need is a little faith, and he'll help you grow it. No matter what you see around you, no matter what you see falling around you, he's got your back. I say, Krishna's got this. He's got you. Just don't let anybody else lead you astray in thinking that it isn't genuine. You know what you see. You know what you experience. Who, who knows what they're seeing? You count on your relationship with Krishna. That's true. That's genuine. And when you really need Krishna, he will put you in a position where you have no other choice but to come to him. And I remember, was it Krishna? Uh, was it uh, um, Srila Prabhupada or Bhakti Tirta Swami said, don't be surprised by the people that leave. Be surprised by those that stay. He anticipated people being so attached to the body uh, that when the body goes, so does their faith and their belief. Same thing with Srila Prabhupada. A lot of his disciples faltered 
um, went by the wayside. Most gurus who have disciples that are mainly attached to their body and their presence did not get an opportunity to miss their gurus when they were alive. Bhakti Tirta Swami deliberately did not always make himself available to Michigan, probably based on the sincerity factor of some of the devotees, but it ended up being a very good thing because we learned how to appreciate him even when his presence wasn't there. So he did us a favor. You have to be desperate enough. You have to be exhausted of all other possibilities. And you have to be intelligent enough to see when you are getting a helping hand and not let anybody else tell you different. But no, that was a good question. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you. Okay, so uh, any other questions? Or we'll end at this point. And I am so grateful that everyone is here. Um, it is very special to be able to have the association of devotees at this time and to be in the presence of the Lord. As I mentioned before, there are some people that can go no further than the front door of that building, and that's as far as they go. This is holy ground. You've done something before in your lifetime to be here. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And the fact that you come back again and again, somebody likes you. Okay, we'll end at this point. Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai, Gaur Pramananda. Hare Hare. Hare.